Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with The show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, um, and also, like, slightly looser billowy clothing. I think I've used that joke before. Fuck. Oh well, that's fine. If We are nothing, uh, if not willing to reuse material. Just I mean, like the show we're based on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, you say, you say a bunch of adults, but I don't know if I... I have quibbles with the term a bunch... Listen, uh, we got three people here today. That's more than two, so it's a bunch. It's fine. Uh, I'm Zach. Is is that how bunches work? Yeah, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hi. I'm evidently one-third of a bunch. And we've got Joel. Okay, let me ask you a question. If you saw in a, a grocery store... I guess I just don't get to say hi connected. to anyone. Okay. D- Joel, Joel, hi. Hey. Hello. Do you have anything to say to the listeners? <laughs> um, I was going to ask what kind of bunch we are. Like, Funky Bunch was already uh, is already taken. Brady Bunch is already taken. There's some other bunches. Did you see that the new kids on the block released a Christmas album this year? Like, a new Christmas album? I mean, that's appropriate, because Hanson also did. What the fuck? <laughs> what a weird, like... I mean, that's I what guess... you do when you haven't really been relevant in, like, 20 years. <laughs> you just go, please, nostalgia play, help us. I get. I mean, I mean, listen, I guess, we can't we can't criticize ninety to nostalgia too hard while doing a Power Rangers podcast. No, 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 no. It's just I'm more used to like franchises pulling that, and not so much people like human beings being like, "Hey, remember me? I'm from the '90s." Like, I don't know. It's just weird. But so, clearly, you never watched VH1 back in the day. Oh, that's true. God, man. What, speaking what? of speaking of nineties nostalgia, yeah. <laughs> Does VH1 still exist? I have no I, idea. I, I think it exists so? as a channel, but it doesn't exist as what we think of as VH1. Well, of course not. No, none of that stuff does. They probably stopped after the like eighth edition of I Love the Eighties. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, at this point, they're on I Love, I Love the 80s, or they're just doing retrospectives of all the previous I Love the of 80s. Of their retrospectives? Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah, they're still around, apparently. They bring in Hal Sparks and Mo Rocca to talk about clips by Hal Sparks and Mo Rocca. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Oh, fuck, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah, so a bunch. Well, listen, if you have three bananas together, it's still a bunch. No, I think I like, just call that three bananas at that point. Not if they're connected. Well, I think any number of bananas is called a bunch because that's just the group name for bananas. Like, if you have more than one antelope, it's a herd. Yeah, so I rest my case. Three we're not bananas. Bana- we're not bananas, <laughs> Zach. Are you are you certain? Are you absolutely sure that we are not bananas? I mean, listen, for all we know, Bananas in Pajamas was a documentary about what it was like for Zach to grow up as the brother of the Prince of Edenoi. I am wearing, fuck you, I am wearing pajamas today. So, you know, I'm maybe I am a banana in pajamas. That That theme song is horrifying. It's really creepy. I don't like it. I, I also the animation is a little creepy too. I I feel. also kind of can't believe there was a TV show about bananas in pajamas. Like the the fact that that happened. I mean, listen, it was a show for like toddlers, my dude. They'll they'll watch anything. <laughs> yeah, but it was a whole show about just that. That seems like it would be difficult to stretch into an entire series. Do you think people but... making animations for small children actually stop and think, okay, what can no, we make that would be the, the most... No, Joel, 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 just the opening credits of that show was, was animated. Yeah, it oh, was the show puppets. was live action. It was people in suits. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, big banana uh, suits. Uh, amending, amending my question then, do you think people creating television for small children stop and consider, okay, what can we do that would be the most unsettling for the adults watching this alongside their kids? I no. would. <laughs> uh, do you, I have a second question. You know how a lot of people like were awakened as furries by watching like Looney Tunes and stuff? Do you think anybody watched that and was like, oh man, now I gotta go buy a banana suit to fuck Oh, I in. guarantee you somebody has a <laughs> fetish about bananas and pajamas. <laughs> okay, great. Hey, this is a Power Rangers do you think? Do you think there's anybody out there whose whole thing is getting into a fursuit and then wearing a banana costume over the fursuit? <laughs> I really, really hope so. That's delightful. No, that's sad. He's going to be hot all the time. Yeah, it would be It would be a very uncomfortable situation, but um, I like the image of it. I guess this is what happens when we only have three people on. This is going to be a good one. Um, This is a Power Rangers podcast. You may not believe me, but it is. I swear to God. It's great that we have this fucking skeleton crew here because... This is actually uh, an important episode as far as, like, a milestone in how far we're getting in the story of Power Rangers. And also, it's a legitimately good episode. Also, later it will feature what we could reasonably call a literal skeleton crew. <laughs> so, here's the thing. We've, we, I mean, we started uh, season three, three episodes ago, technically, but... I don't know. It's a weird, it's a backdoor pilot, like... Listen, the real Dark Souls begins here. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it's classified as part of season three from, like, a Netflix perspective, but I definitely treat it more like a summer special or, like, a Christmas special type yeah, thing. Yeah, this feels a lot more like the actual beginning of season three. I mean, we get Balkan Skull's plot, it was it was sort of set up, but it starts here. Um, this is where we actually start our Zord changeover. Like, th- this is... This is really where the plot begins for season three. Um, and also, it's where we get a, a couple new characters introduced. It's a big one. And yeah, there's only three of us here. But whatever. Who, those, those fuckers couldn't make it. So who gives a I, shit? I, for one, am excited to finally start talking about the Power Rangers having ninja powers for the first time. 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely never happened before. Uh, and it's going to be exciting to see the powers that they come up with. So here's the deal. Um, I'm going to do talking about things this this week. That's the weirdest way to introduce a segment. Kids, kids the- uh, hang on. I have, I've got to break something to you. I'm going to be doing this podcast segment. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so what I'm the reason I'm saying it is because we're so okay. This is talking about things. Talk about this. Uh the the Kakaranger well, you really is saved Eric Shabark this week. He doesn't yeah, have to play yeah. the fanfare. He does you just put it in and speed it up. Season three is based on Kaku Ranger, which is the show that comes after Die Ranger. Um, and just like with Die Ranger, they're not using the shoot suits, uh, though they did use the White Ranger suit. We, we talked about that. Um, they will use the suits at the end of this season, but only pretty briefly. And like the actual Power Rangers won't be wearing them. So it's kind of a that's weird. The, that's the Alien Rangers bit, right? That's that's correct. Yes. Um, now, I, I don't have a ton to say about K- Kaku Ranger. It's extremely well-liked. I know that. It, it's very popular. Um, it is a, it, it's a Japanese-themed season, and I know that sounds kind of silly, but Die Ranger is a Chinese-themed season, so th- it was explicitly created to be, like, a counterpart to that. Um, it's, it's ninja-based, obviously, it's like ninjas versus ghosts. Ah, the classic rivalry. Well, ghosts and demons. It's it's well, it's, it's their yokai. It, they're, they're yokai, which right is is only a term I can reasonably co- uh, comfortable in assuming the audience is familiar with because yokai watch is fucking everywhere now. Is is it? I actually, I like. I know the game came out, but I feel like I know it. I know yokai watch was hugely popular in Japan, but I I felt like it kind of missed. It's here. definitely got some penetration here in the states. It's not Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, levels. it did not become the Pokemon killer they wanted it to be. Right. But basically, yokai is kind of a coverall term for like ghosts and demons and spirits and supernatural creatures of you know just of of, of a certain sort. But it's a more general category than just saying like ghosts. Right. So, so the thing is that they, they use a lot of the ideas still, um, obviously the ninja powers, the, the, um, some of the, the bosses, the bad guys are, are, are repurposed, but, um, there's not a lot of the like main plot returning or recurring. Obviously that was the same in Die Ranger. And the other thing is that because the plot is so different, but they still want to use these suits. There's really some some weird changes <laughs> that happen, um, and I I kind of want to just go over a couple of those as as part of the as as our talking about things this week. Um, the first one and and maybe one of the biggest ones is so uh, Rito Rivalto will be introduced in this episode, and he is Rita's brother, and he's a skeleton general man, and that does not make a lot of sense. Uh, 
Maybe not but, to you. Yeah, it, sh- yeah. it should be noted. But we say a general. He's dressed like he looks like he's from the U.S. military, more specifically. He has camo. He his bones are painted in camo, like at least half of him. It's it's really a weird call um, until you realize that that is because he is based uh, or his counterpart in the Sentai is uh, he's the Prince of the Yokai Army Corps uh, Corps. God, Jesus. Well, Corps, he's I mean, a skeleton. Both. It's he's fine. A skeleton man. Yep. <laughs> Good work, team. Um, but the thing is, he's, is, he's uh, effectively Cocker Ranger's Goldar equivalent. Right. His name is uh, Gasha. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Gasha Dokuro. Uh, and he is, uh, he's the general of their army. He's a, he's a yokai. And more importantly than that, in, in, um, in Kaku Ranger, all the generals have human, uh, uh, versions. And I need, I'm going to now show all of you, you two. Uh, what his human version looks like, and then I'm going oh, to I've describe seen it. It's it to fucking, the audience. It's fucking wild. It's so awesome. Basically, he is uh, his human version is a punk. He's a like a leather punk with a bunch of uh, like death rock, death death metal, uh, like spikes, and he looks like a hot topic dude. Essentially, look, look, Zach, let me save you a ton of time. Okay, He's a Japanese Billy Idol. <laughs> yes, yes, he absolutely is, and apparently he would carry around a fucking guitar like half of his appearance. Except in this in this photo, he is holding a kitten. Yes, well, I'll get to that in just a second. Um, and and I'm basically I'm just very mad they didn't do this. Also, though he's an, though Rito is an idiot, so that wouldn't make a ton no, of it sense, would make perfect but... sense. He'd hang out with Bulk and Skull. Oh my God, you're right. Fuck. Why didn't they do that? Oh man, that like legitimately the um one of the villains of the season having a human form to infiltrate like the school and like mess with the rangers on earth only to like become actual buddies with Balkan's skull would be so and, good. And that would actually fit him because the idea that he would just forget he was supposed to be like doing bad bad shit makes totally fits with Rito's yeah, character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, he's um this is a really interesting idea. Uh, I will say that uh, Gasha, Gasha Dokuro uh, is like explicitly shown to love murdering, which is not really Rito's deal. Yeah, he's in so. the, the, the Sentai version of this character is super grim and serious and is meant to be, you know, scary insofar as. Insofar as dark and scary as Sentai ever gets, because the show's always a little silly. It's still for children. Uh, Gashadokuro are yokai, a form of, in the Japanese myth, Gashadokuro are giant yokai created from the skeletons of those who starved to death, ga- uh, of those who starved to death. So, yeah, they, they and they sneak it's up so on people literal, and eat them and get bigger. Yeah, the so, literal translation is starving skeletons, so that's pretty badass. Yeah. So, so, they did not, uh, that didn't come over in old Rito Rivalto, as you may may or may not have noticed. Uh, Man, they're so said thought, to pre- possess the powers of invisibility and indestructibility. Like, okay, those great. are pretty good powers. Yeah, like what the fuck? Those are good abilities. Great. What do you do? What do you do with that? Um. <laughs> so, uh, I do want to make note and listen. Ranger Wiki is a den of lies. I know. 
This is established. <laughs> I do like that their description for Rita Revolto includes the sentence, he is also a partner to Goldar when fighting the Rangers, taking Scorpina's place. Aww. So, yeah, so they're a couple. That's that's what we're going with. I now, don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> so that I can buy that based on like, a, like, like they're they're gonna butt minutes. heads a little early on, but I could it I, I I really like you know it's Goldar looks at Rito and goes it's not like I wanted you to beat the Rangers or anything, but Baka and then you just you know go from there. So <laughs> I I know the whole deal with wikis is like outlining minutia and stuff, but do they really need to have a comparison that says, um. You know, the character from the Sentai did not fight against, uh, like, Zords from a previous Sentai, whereas the one in Power Rangers did. Like, there's a, <laughs> in the comparisons between the two, like, they have a thing about uh, Rito destroying the Thunder Megazord and White Tiger Zord, and it's like, yeah, of course Gasha Dokuro didn't do that. Yeah, because they didn't exist. Yeah, this is a good point. One other thing I do want to say about Rito, and I mean, we'll get to Rito. He's he's the he's the star of the episode, and indeed uh, oh this yes. four parter as a whole. Certainly, I, again, I'm kind of the member of this podcast that didn't really watch the show growing up, and until we got to you know the mass writer uh, like three weeks ago, I had not watched any of season three of Power Rangers before. I like straight up. I'd seen bits and pieces and things like mostly through th- Linkara, but I'd never actually sat down and watched a season three episode of the show before. I watched this four-parter, and I love Rito immediately. You, okay, so he is so you know, fucking good. Let's let's um let's save what we th- our further thoughts about him until we get to the episode because I do think it's a it's a big discussion. Um, but I got a couple other things I want to run through. Um, so we're not going to meet him this week, uh, but we are going to meet uh, the guy who created the power coins, which is kind of we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, his name is Ninjor. In the Sentai, his name is Ninja Man, uh, which is a good name if you're a ninja. It's very descriptive. Well, if you're a man and a ninja. <laughs> well, okay, yes. Well, that, so that's the thing. Um, ninja Man is not a human. He is like a spiritual being who... Uh, so basically, you've got the yokai and then... They they fought uh, a war four thousand years ago before being sealed away as as you do in Power Rangers slash Sentai, um, and they were they were sealed away by uh, the three god generals who were a trio of human sages who after defeating them ascend to heaven and basically literally become their zords which is pretty rad uh, so they're riding around in gods which is pretty awesome i guess that happened in uh you ranger also yeah that's anyway, ninja- a recurring thing in uh in sentai is just riding around in sentient ancient beings as opposed to just yeah. robots so so they put them uh, or, or ninja man was the three god generals student uh and basically when we were when i was watching this i thought that he was maybe supposed to be like a, a genie or or something like that because they find him in a pot at the beginning in the Power Rangers uh, episodes, apparently no, he just screwed up, and the blue, the God Generals got tired of him and put him in a pot, and that's why he's in there. That's there is no further explanation on on Ranger Wiki. Maybe it makes more sense in the actual ep- uh, episode, but yeah, that's all I got. So so there's that. Uh, there's the God Generals I just discussed, discussed, and then there is one last thing I want to talk about. 
that as far as I know is not in season three of Power Rangers at all, because if it was, I would super remember it. Um, there's an evil team of Rangers in Kaka Ranger, and they're all women. And also, they are all cats that were turned into humans and then given superpowers. Okay, now, some of that was in... <laughs> yes. Cat, haha, uh, Catherine, uh, the, the pink ranger who will replace Kimberly, um, well, she wasn't a cat to start with. She was a human, but she was like transformed into a cat to be a spy. So they kind of use that a little bit. Rita, Rita like, Zed and Rito having not listened to the dollop and not understanding what happens when you try to make cats into spies. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, we can't talk about that. It's too sad. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there's an entire fucking team of female rangers that are, are evil and I'm sending you guys the picture. And the, the one thing to note is there's an orange. There are the first purple and orange rangers are uh, part of this team, um, which is pretty cool. Also, they're just straight up wearing cowboy boots, which is awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I fucking love these like ranger uniforms so much. Those helmets rule. The boots they're, they're are like, really they, they good. They kind of. They kind of look like cat masks a little. They've got like little nubs that represent. Um, uh, cat ears, and also all the names are uh, uh, flowers. So purple orchid, orange lily, green water lotus, pink cherry blossom, and blue sweet flag, which I assume is a flower. I don't know that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, there's a whole team of evil. Okay. evil I, I just, I just they... realized, I just realized that they also have um, what looks like you know, like dust masks, like a cowboy would wear around their necks. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they are called the Flowery Kunoichi Team, which Kunoichi is just Lady Ninja. Um, uh, also sometimes called the Hana Rangers, which uh, I think Hana is flower. Um, so uh, also known as the Hana Rangers due to the members being named after various flowers. So yeah, it's, it's a cool idea. Like, I didn't know that this happened this early uh, in the Sentai, and also the fact that I don't think they even try to do this other than cat, which is neat. But like, first of all, I've always wanted a, a team of full, like a full lady Sentai team. Um, I mean, probably because I love uh, Sailor Moon, but I still think it would be a neat mix up. Um, and uh, I mean, I get, they are evil, but still it's neat. And I'm bummed out that they didn't try to do that in the, uh, in the show. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff and maybe we'll talk about it as we're, I'm going to try, I'm going to say this and then it's not going to happen and I'll feel bad, but I really wanted to watch Die Ranger and I never got around to it. I'm going to attempt to watch Kaku Ranger as we watch this. Um, and maybe if there's something really weird, uh, or interesting, I will mention it as we get to it. Um, but for now, that's it. Uh, for talking about things, let us move into the episode. This is season three, episode four, Ninja Quest. Wait, before we move into the one. episode, Eric, can you play the talking about things uh, fanfare backwards? Thanks. Sniff, I'm recording.
actually, no, screw the screw the fanfare. Just play the intro music that Zach made for this one backwards. <laughs> Did we mention that um like there's just a whole bunch of multi-parters in this season? Like it's like maybe half multi-parters. I mean, it started to get that way toward the end of season two. Yeah, I guess that's true. There are still individual episodes, but uh, there's a lot, a lot of multi-parters, which, like, I, that's usually when stuff happens, regardless of whether or not the they actually need that many episodes to tell the story. So that's exciting. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it as we get there, but... From my memory, season three is very plot heavy compared to the other ones. Um, I'll also mention, since you mentioned that you'd never seen any season three stuff, um, Mike, I don't have that much memory of three. And I really don't remember much of Zio. And then I never watched Tur- Turbo, really. So we're getting to that that area that I didn't watch as a kid. Yeah. Well, it's something we've kind of talked about with... Uh not only with uh, Saban pushing like Mighty Morphin with all the nostalgia stuff, it's it's generally very specifically season one Mighty Morphin, and then on occasion Tommy being the White Ranger as well. Right. So like we're getting yeah. into the part of the show that they generally don't bother dipping back into when they you know go to make no. these legacy toys and shit. Like Joel, so, did, do do you remember uh, where you stopped originally? Well, I mean, I had to watch the show, show kind of surreptitiously, so I kind of just caught bits of whatever. Okay. Um, I definitely do remember parts of season three because I have memories of the Tengu and of them fighting in like their ninja outfits. Yeah, me too, but not not as much. I definitely don't remember like specific plots. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, we open on uh, at, we're at the lake in the park. We will now begin the final game for the championship. And the winners get a free lunch at my new outdoor cafe. Hey, does that include uh, fans of the winners? All right, guys, we came this far. You said it, now it's time to go for the gold. We are watching the annual volleyball championship of Angel Grove versus Stone Canyon. Uh, One must assume, go ahead. Yeah, so it's an annual tournament just between these two towns. (laughs) That's not really a turn, well, it's it's the championship. It says so. Right. Presumably, there was a full tournament. Well, I mean, there could just be an annual thing that these, you know, two cities do together. Just right, but champion, but championship implies there's been previous matches, and this is the final one. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. There could have been a tournament off screen, and then this is the championship. Right, but it's still just between Angel Grove and Stone Canyon because those are the only two towns known to exist. Oh wow, that that is true, and also presumably one must assume that if uh, if Stone Canyon wins, they get to come into Angel Grove. Oh, yeah, no, and then they have their... to do a, they have to do a swapsies where all the Angel Grove citizens Ooh. have to move to Stone Canyon and vice versa. Bummer. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go to Stone Canyon. I mean, not not going going straight to our fucking grimdark head cannon uh, for a second, <laughs> like stuff like this, where like rival schools or rival cities will they'll just have a thing like this, like. Uh, back before the Rams moved away from St. Louis, uh, them and the Chiefs would always have a thing in the preseason uh, that they would play the Governor's Cup. And because it was a preseason game, it literally did not matter. It was ma- it was just for bragging rights. Just like, who's the best football team in Missouri this year? I mean, yeah, it is not uncommon for especially, I mean, in real life, but especially in television shows, for a city to have, like, its main rival. Like, Springfield always fights Shelbyville. Um. So I went to school at Appalachian State, which is in the mountains in North Carolina, 
and we had a rivalry with uh, Eastern Carolina or Western Carolina University, which was also in the mountains. And we fought over the Mountain Jug Trophy, which is still the funniest shit I've ever heard because it it's like, yes, we are hillbillies. We uh, self-identify as people who would fight over a jug trophy. Give it to us. I want it. <laughs> So, so, not content enough to own the North and the South, Carolina also must claim West. Oh, we have, there's a Western Carolina and an Eastern Carolina University. Yeah. There's not an actual, there's not four states, though. That would be silly. That's too many. Um, so, uh, so let's see. We, we open on, yeah, on this uh, volleyball championship or game or whatever. Uh, the the guy does say we now begin the final game for the championship. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. Point is, Ernie the is there. The mullet on this referee is real good, though. The, it is a mullet. It is just an enormous mullet. It's pretty great. Uh, Ernie offers uh, free food to the winners at his, quote, new outdoor cafe. Um, Balkan Scholar, like, appear to be there with Ernie, like, they came with him, I guess? I'm not yeah. sure, because they're just standing there next to him. Well, it's that, or they, they showed up, and they're like, uh, who do we know? Who do we, Ah, damn it, all, the, all those dweebs are playing, and they're the only people we know here. Oh, hey, there's Ernie. Uh, speaking of dweebs, uh, Balk asks, hey, does that include fans of the winners? So, hey, there you go. They're, they're just openly like, yeah, we're buddies. Well, I mean... They're trying to get free food. Yeah, I know. And also, like, when it's your school versus another school, you'll root for your school even if you hate the people playing. This is true. Uh, Tribalism is important, Zach. <laughs> so we uh, we get some quick banter, uh, but basically there is a very, very quick volleyball match. Also, the uh, Angel Grove colors are, is a, like the ugliest muddy purple. It's like Oh, is it purple? On my screen, it kind of looks like salmon or salmon or however you say that. Um, but, uh, oh, no, you're right. It's darker than that. My bad. Okay. It's almost so, the color of Zed's flesh. Ugh, they are, I don't, they're, they're I team don't, Zed flesh. No, stop saying that. So, we I mean, the other team's like of, orange, and that's, that's really bad for like having colors for distinguishing your teams. Like, yes, this one's kind of a purplish red, and this one's kind of an orangish like, red. Normally, <laughs> normally you go for bright, like very opposing colors, so that it's very easy to one, see the players, and two, like figure out who is who. Yeah. More often than not, you want at least one of the teams to be wearing like white or black, like some neutral color. Right. That's why football teams or sports teams have away and home colors. Right. So they can make sure that doesn't happen. So we cut up to the moon. Uh, and Rita, Zed has, has blindfolded Rita. Um, not for any kind of sex thing, I don't think. I mean, but kinda. just, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So he is, he's giving her a surprise gift. It is no game, my putrid peanut. Just a small gift I have selected especially for you. Ha! So glad you like it. I've got it to commemorate our anniversary. How long have we been married, anyway? My unhappiness is so complete, it feels like a mere matter of moments. Does it feel that way to you, my little sour apple? Seems more like a century. 
So this is really silly because he pulls the blindfold off, but also the gift is covered. Right, so yeah, he's got like, it double. He's got it double hidden. Yeah. Also, he has it covered in a blanket with a big old Z emblazoned on it. Like this is a Z themed blanket. You know, he made it with his magic powers. It's no, fine. I, w- I would imagine that everything in the palace is like embroidered with the Z on it. The blankets, the pillows. Yep. It's like Zed got a label maker for Christmas one year and just went around putting <laughs> Zeds on everything. <laughs> So he pulls this thing off and he got her a new uh, telescope. Excuse me, repulsoscope. Repulsoscope. So really quickly, I don't think this has anything to do with a plot. I think this is just they took time to show that Zed bought Rita a gift. So, I mean, it's the most tangentially related to the plot in that it's their anniversary, which is ostensibly the reason why Rita shows up. Yeah, but it's so cute. Yeah, no, they didn't need to do this. It's to give Rita back her whole iconic I'm looking in the telescope at the Earth thing. Sure. What happened to the first one? It's it's a weird nod to continuity that, like, she doesn't have Zeto vision. She needs a tool to look at the Earth. Yeah. I, it, what, I don't know what happened to the first one. Oh, you know, it's it's upstairs, which they just don't go to anymore. They only live downstairs. It's now. back upstairs in the in the in the Zoo Ranger footage. They can't yeah. get there anymore. <laughs> well, it's one of those problems where you know, after Rita left, Zed was just using it for storage because he didn't want any of her shit. And now it's like so cluttered that they'd actually have to clean up if they want to use it, and just they just don't bother. So you think if they went up to upstairs, like it's just filled with boxes? Yeah, like, exactly. Just- <laughs> exactly. Like every once in a while, they're like you know, you know, our family's been growing lately. We should really, we should really, Aww. you know, go upstairs again, you know, and start using that extra space. And so it's like, uh, about that. But this is so. This is super. Yeah, they, they go, they go uh, digging around in there. Uh, there's like, f- there's like five pudgy pig helmets. Uh, a fucking the busted backup monster machine, Scorpina. <laughs> she just kind of snarls at them like oh okay okay you can have the attic that's fine so something i'm not sure we've mentioned before is that zed seems to be more into their marriage than rita is and like i know he was brainwashed but they dropped that pretty much immediately <laughs> like so it's still a plot point listen zach once zed makes up his mind or has his mind made up for him he does not <laughs> change it but because he bought her or bought, because I don't know how he acquired this, he got her this. He's gift. a fucking sorcerer, my I mean, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, look at it; it's got shit like connected all over the place. He made this. Oh, <laughs> so so he got it for her, and she's like, he's like, I got this for our anniversary, and she's like, Oh, how long have we been married? And he's like, A year. That's what the anniversary means. No. But- <laughs> Okay, Zach, what he specifically says is, my unhappiness is so complete, it feels like a mere matter of moments. Aw, he's so happy. Well, unhappy, I guess. He calls her his little sour apple. Yeah. <laughs> to, to your point, though, he's like, how do, does it feel that way to you, too? And Rita's like, seems more like a century. Yeah, for real. Uh, also, she's, she stares through the the, uh, uh, the scope at his face and says, could the you please move scope. back a few hundred it's a very miles? Important. Which is yeah, great. Yeah, no, so, like, she goes to look into it the first time, and Zed kind of positions himself in front of it, so she's just, like, kind of peering at her. It's really funny. Ew. Would you mind moving back a few hundred oh. miles? Yes, honey bunch. Oh, this is even better than the old scope. I love it! I love it! 
Now I can watch all the action! Yeah. <laughs> what is that sound? So she is staring at the uh, at the beach, the volleyball tournament, um, and they hear all hear a noise, and uh, a comet crashes into the moon, um, and they 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 fall down, and uh, and Skull or Squat and Babu pick them back up because they exist still. Well, don't Zed forget, is, Zed is flailing around like a um, turtle on its back. Yeah, I don't think you can get up. I think that's how you have to defeat him. You just knock him over. <laughs> you sweep the leg, and then Zed can't get back up. He's he's done for. Um, so we cut to the volleyball game, and no one reacts to the thing hitting the moon except Billy. Although there's a we we hear like an explosion sound. Billy can hear the moon. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you guys hear that loud rumbling? No, because it's through space. Like, you can't hear through space. Also, I don't understand how this volleyball shot worked, but for some reason he was too distracted to hit it back, so it hit bulk in the head on the sidelines. I I don't think he would have been able to stop that one anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but also, wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be, like, wouldn't his team get the point for that? Right, yeah, so I don't, because... Bulk is like blaming Billy for having not reacted, and it's like, um, I don't think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, they they continue playing. Uh, do they show them winning, or do they just like cut? Yeah, they, they just win assume? later. Yeah, it's okay. It's, gotcha. It's not quite yet. Okay, so they we cut back up to the moon, and out of this uh uh hole climbs a skeleton man. Uh, Rito Rivalto, and he, you know, we didn't talk about his design. He's a, he's a skeleton guy. We said that. We said that he's got, like, a, um, some camo painted on him. What we didn't mention is that he has a helmet, like an army helmet, made, that also is made of bones. Yeah. And then- And giant shoulder pads made of bones, and, like, a skirt made of bones. Like, he's, he's, he's just, he looks like, he's, he's got the full uniform- but it's all bones, well, including, also, including a, 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 another face on the back of his head, which is wild. But also, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but also he's got a whole two face thing going on, in that he color wise he is split right down the middle, and his left side, well, it's his right side, it's our left. Uh, his right side is white, and his left side is camouflage colors. Right. So if he needs to blend in, he just like has to hide half of his body. Yes, exactly. Also, his chest, um, his rib cage is a face, which is like creepy. Also, I mean, um, dude's just covered in faces. Yeah. Yep. 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 So he he's like. So I, I so said two face, all, but really, Rita Revolto has three. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's how they got around. That's how they got around DC copyright. Yeah. Eat shit, Batman. Our supervillain has three faces. <laughs> Beat that. Uh. So. Rito is. How would you describe his voice? Um, Zeke from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> well, okay, yes. <laughs> I would say he's he's doing kind of a cliche like drill sergeant voice. Yeah, like it, he's it, he's doing. What if what if Arlie Ermy was trying to be silly? Is what is yeah. what you're going for here? I thought I'd never find this place. Now, dig up a nice little spot to nest these babies. Ah! There's one. 
Nothing but cold, rocky crevices without a drop of water in sight. Oh, what a nice neighborhood. Couldn't be better. After I get done here, I'll pay old Rita Raposa and, uh, what's his name, a little visit. I can't wait to see the look in her face when she finds out what I got buried here. <laughs> there you go, guys. I'll catch you after you hatch. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's, um, he's, he's pretty, I like him. I, I think he's a fun character. And, uh. The, the the he starts off immediately like kind of being you can tell he's sort of bumbling. Oh, hold on, I just realized he's also got uh, skulls on his shoulders, so he actually has five faces. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I like I said the faces, faces just keep on coming. <laughs> so he's got these eggs, and he starts digging a spot in the moon. Oh no, he's also got them. skulls on his belt. He's got like twelve faces. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Face count continues. Um, so. So he's like, all right, it's super dry and g- gross and awful. So I'm going to plant these here and uh, that'll work good. And I'm going to go visit Rita and what's his name. Um, and uh, that thus begins a recurring joke in which Rita cannot remember what Zed's name is. It's very good. It's weird, but f- yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's a, it's a po- I mean, it's a power play. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So he leaves them here. Um, apparently he can like just turn. So it's not like he was riding a comet. He can turn into a ball of fire and like fly around. I mean, yeah, he's a skeleton man. What do you expect? Yeah, like all skeleton, skeleton man, skeleton man, skeleton man. <laughs> so he f- he like turns into this ball of fire and flies into the through the balcony basically of the palace and just crashes. And uh, it's like, Zed's oh, warn like, a guy next time. That first step's a doozy. Yeah, Zed's like, Goldar sees him, uh, and, you know, Rito's being a doof. He's like, uh, hey, everybody, and, uh, Rita immediately is like, Rito Revolto? What are you doing here? You know this klutz? Know him? He's my brother! (laughs) How you doing, Zed? Rita has a brother? Oh, no. I knew I smelled something rotting. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that'd be me, all right. So, like, when Rita went into, like, professional being a bad guy and, like, was working for Zed or whatever, apparently Rito didn't really have any aspirations for a career. So, we've mentioned before that Rita's family doesn't make sense, but whatever, they're space aliens, like, it's fine. Um, in, in terms of, like, she's a lady, he's a skeleton, and then her dad is a weird monster wizard thing. Uh, but the names are now something I had not thought about. So Rita Rito, is that the name? Like, is the first name the name that is the family name in this culture? Actually, yeah, so what? Ranger Wiki, uh, again, uh, really? Den, Den okay. Lies, has uh, a thing about this. Give me just a second. Um, okay, yes. Uh, like his sister, Rito's last name is a pun on something disgusting, i.e. revolting. And there's a little, there's a little extra footnote here. Apparently, in their culture, the name shared by siblings is the first name rather than the last. Yeah, and people's names end with an O or an A, depending on the gender, like common nouns in Spanish or Italian. There you go. Awesome. Great. <laughs> There's this, that's definitely just something the fans put together. There's no way that's official. Oh, absolutely. That's bullshit. Sure, but it, whatever. It fits. It's fine. I, I like the idea <laughs> that they don't have a family name and they just pick a title for themselves. Yeah, I mean, so it's Rita Revolto and Rita Repulsa, and then... 
I do like the, the, the family tree that they've bothered to draw on Ranger Wiki here, with Master Vile lined up with some mysterious mother, and then below him branches off into Rito and Rita, and then Rita connects to Zed, and then there's Thrax. They're making some assumptions there about how, like, space people reproduce. Yeah, that's true. Man, Master Vile looks so fucking weird. Oh, absolutely. But I, I, do like, I do like that, like, because of a thing that doesn't happen for, like, 20 fucking years... Uh, like, they bothered to point out, like, Rita Revolto is also the uncle of Thrax. Yeah, great, good. Uh, who appears for, I think, like, two episodes in the worst season they've ever had. So, uh, let's move on. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, the other thing, I guess we just talk about it before we go through the scene, really. Um, Rita is great, not just because he's funny, um, because he is. But also because he, like, com- basically, season three, every shot on the moon is, like, a sitcom. Like, just straight up, we are we are at sitcom level. We have wife and husband. We have a brother that the husband doesn't like, but the brother likes the husband. But, but the yeah, so you've got that. You've got Goldar, who's jealous of Rito and hates... Uh, hates Rita but loves Zed and just it's and then so- you got Squad and Babu. They're the they're the the annoying kids, right. and Finster's basically the grandpa. Yeah, it, it's such a good like dy- like family dynamic. <laughs> like honestly, they have they have more like relationships and interplay than the fucking Rangers do, <laughs> and it's great. I love every scene we have on the moon. For basically this entire season, it's yeah. it's yeah. Like not not to not to get ahead. Like we're gonna have like two other quick scenes in some other places real quick, but then we're gonna come back to the moon, and it's basically gonna be Rito like polishing Zed's staff, and then Zed like yelling at him and being like, "Give me that." Yeah, and it's just constantly like jokes and and them pissing each other off, and and it's so good. So we cut down to the uh, to the command center. Zed's like, hey, Alpha, what the hell Zordon. is going on on the moon? Sorry, yes, Zordon says, what's going on on the moon? Um, and uh, uh, Alpha says, I don't know, the bullshit device is broken. No, right, no, 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 He says, <laughs> the parametric spectrometer is acting up again. Now, yeah. parametric just means it's something that reads frequencies, and the spectrometer is something that measures colors, which means that Alpha's talking about a fucking camera. I mean, he's not entirely wrong because it's the thing that feeds images to the viewing globe. Oh, sure. Okay. Got it. Oh, well, actually, that is true. That is what, because he says we can't monitor their activities right. without it. But this so is the bullshit plot setup to explain why the stupid plan that the villains come up with can work. Like, they actually bothered right. to give us a reason why, like, Zordon wouldn't have figured out what was going on here. Right. So, um, we have another quick shot of the volleyball tournament. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and then we, oh, oh no, I guess they show them, nope, still not winning. Yeah, they, God, they just cut back and forth to this a lot. It's, it's just yeah. that, hey, the Rangers are still in this, guys. The Rangers exist, yeah. So, we cut up to, um, to the moon, and Rita is looking at the eggs, and she's like, hey, what are those? And Rita, uh, this is where he's polishing Zed's staff. <laughs> and 
Rito's like, what are you, yeah, what are you I, laughing at? Zach? Yeah, Zach, so I don't, no, it's, it's kind of a funny yeah, scene, I, but I don't. I don't yeah, no, it's fine. Hey, there's a bunch of eggs buried up there on the moon. I know. I'm the one that planted those puppies. Why'd you do that? Don't touch that bonehead and answer your sister. Golly, Rita, he's worse than dad. As far as those eggs go, I'm not telling. They're a wedding present for you and Ed here, and they have to stay buried until they hatch. Listen, Ed. I can get me those pesky Power Rangers for you. Zed! Lord said to you, and you couldn't even get rid of a flea! Couldn't do worse than you! He planted them. You know what you do with eggs. You, you plant them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's not gonna tell you because they're a surprise. Also, right. I forget because I'm a dingus. Also, he calls yeah. Zed Ed, and it's hilarious. He calls yeah. Zed Ed like 500 times throughout the course of this four-parter. It's kind of great. He Also, like, he's... Rito's body language is so much looser than everybody else's, and I can't imagine that that suit is actually any easier to move in. So, you know, props to the suit actor, who I'll have to look up and and we'll have to talk about next time. Because, like, he literally, after he, Zed takes the staff back, he sits down on the, like, dais that Zed's throne is on and is like, oh, man, uh, Rita says even worse than dad. And then he like lays down, like paint me one of your French girls style. And it's, and it like turns his head backwards to Zed and is like, you know, I'd get rid of those Power Rangers for you. It'd yeah. Be like easy. if Zed had a coffee table, <laughs> his feet would be up on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of great because like, to your point, all the other characters in this, even at their silliness, silliest are like, they're still trying to act like they're an opposed, imposing, like fucking, Supervillain like Zed tries to be big and menacing. Rita tries to have her wicked witch thing going on. Goldar's trying to be like an animal. Finster's trying to look like you know conniving and sniveling and all that stuff. Rito doesn't give a shit. He's just like, yeah, kick back. It's <laughs> yeah. party time with Rito Revolto. I mean, he is his one hundred percent the like layabout little brother like archetype from a sitcom. Like you nailed it when right. you called it sitcommy. Like that's exactly yeah. what the character is being drawn from. Hey Ed, your shitter's full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, and he just keeps calling him Ed. So he um they they form this plan to basically where um he says like hey man can uh, Randy Quaid change his name to Randy Repulso? It would be accurate. <laughs> So he says, hey, uh, you know, those are a present, but they're going to help you blow up the Power Rangers. Um, and they make this plan where Rito is going to go down to to be a distraction while they're... Oh, shit. He's are- got skulls on his knees, too. I can see them now. This, <laughs> I give up. This dude's got like 20 skulls and counting. <laughs> so the, Rito's going to be a distraction while they ba- uh, make a bunch of old monsters to like... To- totally destroy the rangers or whatever i don't know what the distraction part really has to do with anything because they just all fight them but it's 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 supposed to be an ambush like you know like the rangers aren't expecting it the thing the thing with this is is they've done this plan before like i i almost reflexively said like wow why didn't you make a bunch of monsters at once before but then i remembered they've done it several times now yeah yeah and And it it works though i I was actually gonna say they finally got back to the most successful thing rita ever did which was during green with evil where she just ganged up on the megazord yes while the power rangers are fighting rito our army of monsters can take them by surprise (laughs) wonderful idea i'll dig out my best monster modes and get started right away Hey, I have an idea. Want to hear it? No. No. 
Yeah, yeah. The, every yeah. time they make multiple monsters, it works. They just don't do it very often. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest and listen, listen. I love Goldar. He's my precious baby. <laughs> but the game changer is the fact that it was Rito doing it instead of Goldar. Rito is just <laughs> more effective. Uh, apparently, at least in his first appearance. Yeah, no, I think here, that's yeah, a little bit of... I was gonna say, of... let's, let's be fair, this is his first time. Goldar's first time against the Rangers went decent for him, too. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of JRPG syndrome, where like you meet a new character and they kill everybody in one hit. And then they're in your party and they can't do that anymore. Also, well, there's also <laughs> the thing we've reflected on before, which is the longer anyone hangs out with the rest of the moon crew or hangs out on the moon, the more incompetent they become. <laughs> there is the like a, stup- a stupefying yeah. field on the moon. Well, there's no air there, so like their brains can't really be getting oxygen, and that's a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we cut back down to the... Um, one more point, we got it. Come on, guys. New fans will grow. The volleyball game, no one cares. Nothing happens. It's not important. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. We get a montage of all the Rangers and also the the opposing team uh, jumping into the air and knocking the volleyball back, and it's and it's kind of neat in and of itself. But the best part is that Tommy straight up he doesn't like hit the volleyball like with his palm like everybody else does. He just punches it. He fucking punches that volleyball. It's great. <laughs> it's really silly. Also, uh, Bulk is holding two Stone Canyon flags because he's an asshole. Like, that's all there is to it. He and Bulk couldn't decide which team to cheer for, so they split it. Yeah, so they won. Uh, everybody comes over under the, the net to, like, give them high fives. The first dude who comes under is... The the nineties-ist. Well, yeah, no, he's but there. Just, he's Stone Canyon's Tommy Oliver. Yeah, basically, he's got like He Man's hair, essentially. So, um, yeah, they they all like you know high five, great game, and then Ernie, uh, because he's a terrible, terrible businessman, is like, I lied. You all get free food. <laughs> I mean, so. listen, listen, listen. Like, that was a really good game. It came down to, like, the last point, and he wants to celebrate everyone's good sportsmanship. Now, now we cut back up to the moon, and God, I just... Rito is bench-pressing two moon rocks. Yeah, he made a barbell out of two moon rocks that he somehow attached to a stick. And Goldar is spotting him. It's so good! <laughs> Like they just, just met and already they're working out together. I am so mad that we did not get the um scene of uh Rito saying, Goldar, come help your uncle Rito work out. <laughs> and, and like it's just like the other thing is this isn't mentioned. They're just talking about other stuff. Yeah, this is like, just happening in the foreground, actually. This is this yeah. is just stage business for fucking Rito. Yeah, and, and I guess they're just like, well, it's too boring if they just stand there. So, um, yeah, so they, that's happening. Rita looks out the. Uh, uh, I need a gif of this. I gotta figure out how to she make looks gifs. out the uh, repulsive scope. Yeah, out the repulsive scope, and um, she's like, okay, uh, the eggs have grown a bunch, which is not how that works. I mean, it, it, when you <laughs> plant things, they grow, Zach. But eggs. Yeah, Zach, learn more about eggs. <laughs> eggs <laughs> we've, been watching, we, we've, been, we've been watching Power Rangers for a long time. 
That's true. Why is eggs? Why are eggs always? Have you not picked up more egg facts from this show yet? You have not been paying attention. Hashtag egg facts. Uh, so they, he's like, she's like, yeah, they got way bigger. And uh, what's in there? And he's like, no, it's a surprise. You know, you'll find out. It's going to be great. Um, also, then he flexes, which uh, I didn't think about this till this moment. But skeletons working out doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> well, skeletons being able to move also doesn't make sense. So maybe just hang yeah. your disbelief like <laughs> up fair. aside somewhere. Uh, so we cut down to Ernie's new outdoor cafe. Everybody's moving signs around for the grand opening. Like there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of cardboard cutouts of milkshakes. Yeah. I, well, I think they're supposed to be smoothies, but like. This is just outside the Jim and Juice Bar. Like we see the Jim and Juice Bar's logo. So it's not like there's a separate location. He just also opened a patio, which is cool. It's just, I don't know if you need a grand opening for that. <laughs> I mean, he's probably been renovating this for a while. He's been wanting to expand the gym and juice bar. Business is sure. booming, uh, inexplicably. And, uh, yeah, for some like, reason. Again, I mean, yeah. we covered this. It's all uh, money laundering for the mob. So we see the Rangers. They're all like, uh, you know, hey, hey everybody, uh, let's have, have some lunch together. It's too bad Tommy's busy helping them put away the volleyball equipment to be here. Right. Which, like, for once kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I guess Jason David Frank just wasn't available for this shot. You mean shot? just in terms of production? Because, like, there's no real reason for him not to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we cut to Bulk and Skull, who... I don't understand what's happening, because Bulk gives a man a sandwich. Like, not a person we've ever seen before. And Bulk would die before he gives another man a sandwich. So I don't understand why he's doing that. He also stuffs his vest with sandwiches, so... Yeah, but then after that guy turns around and leaves, he shoves a bunch of sandwiches in his, in his shirt. And that's way more in line with Bulk, so, you know, maybe that one yes. sandwich was just, like, to get rid of him so he could steal the rest. Even though it's not stealing because they're freely being given away. So, I would like to propose, because Luke is not here, I would like to propose an insane theory. I think that Bulk is I think Bulk is getting future premonitions. And I think that because the next scene is two women talking about how much they want to know who the Power Rangers are. Failing the failing now, the Bechdel test because as now, that, you know, as we know, <laughs> if women have a conversation that's not about because women have to have a conversation between two women that's not about Power Rangers. Uh, that's not what that is, and also you flubbed that pretty bad. <laughs> I completely ruined that joke. And also he's right, because the other lady goes, yeah, specifically, I want to know who the guy Power Rangers yep. are. I right. love a man in uniform. But, but the reason I'm saying this is because, remember, last time we saw Balkan Skull, they were like, did you hear? Those two women really want to know who the Power Rangers are. And that's not what they were talking about at all. And I think that Bulk has become unstuck from time. Oh, so you think he heard <laughs> this conversation last week? Exactly. I think something is broken. I think his uh, his like weird messing with fate due to his uh, clown power field, uh, his his slapstick field. Oh, you're saying has... he's he's hit a secondary mutation in his X gene? Yeah, exactly. I think it's fucked up his his like whole place in the space time continuum. And now he's unstuck. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Yes, I'm going because to be keeping an eye open. 
So what you're saying is in Bulk's lo- long, long game future, he's going to end up in a tube. I hope not. Because then he can't do hilarious slapstick in a tube. I mean, well, I guess maybe. So, but he can like, guide the mighty Morphin Power yes, Rangers. exactly. In like, their time of need. <laughs> Are you saying you think Bulk is Zordon? Well, Paul Schreier does have a lot less hair now than he did. <laughs> yeah, well, he and also, him. like, he could subtly influence his own past that way. <laughs> That's true. Just so, saying. Well, well, we'll keep our eyes open. Ultimately, he will, like, complete his goal of discovering who the Power Rangers are in the most ridiculous way possible. Oh, that's true, because he'll have made them, yeah. Uh, well, let's keep our eyes open for that. So, yeah. basically, oh, no, um, I'm, I, what year am I in? Hmm, who do I, who do I know in this time period that are big enough goody goods, <laughs> goody goods to yes. be the fucking Power Rangers? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he would he would know. That would be how he selected them because he knows who the goody goods are. It also explains why Zordon's kind of a dick to them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's still yeah, because he's still bulk. So in any case, the lady says that she loves a man in uniform, and Bulk and Scar are like, man, where are we gonna get uniforms? And Bulk, like, turns his head slightly to the left, and the camera pans over, and there's just, like, a picture that is like, sign up for the Junior Police Corp today, which is not a thing. Also, the, I also, I love the logo for it, which is just a really, like, upset-looking, like, police guy sketch. It's it's truth in advertising. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, like, I love that their, their big pitch for, hey, join the Junior Patrol, you'll be miserable like this guy. Uh, a couple people sent me information about, like, there is some kind of program called, like, the Exploratory. There is some sort of equivalent, but you are not also a cop, which is what happened. <laughs> like, there is, like, a, I, I want to enter this program because I'm interested in becoming a police officer. Uh, Someday, when I young. grow up. But they don't give you a fucking uniform, which is what happens in this. Yeah, yeah. Bulk and Skull straight up go to police academy. Yes, in this, and in this, like they they stop just shy of accidentally thinking that Steve Gutenberg gave them a blowjob. <laughs> so, so yeah, they decide. So, first of all, not only do they decide to do this, but Bulk stands up and like basically, you know, hits a spoon on a on a champagne glass. Well, Bulk tries to get everyone's attention and Skull does that, but it's 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 a glass that's like full of milkshake, so yeah. it goes all over Bulk. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know that glass was empty when Skull picked it up, right? <laughs> yeah. What's great is that fucking Skull is trying so hard cuz he knows like Bulk needs everyone's attention for something, but he doesn't know what cuz Bulk's just like follow my lead. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh can I have your attention, please? Hey! Quiet! Bulky has something to say. Skull and I have decided to enroll in the Angel Grove Junior Police Patrol. Everyone, like the Rangers, all the extras, Skull, Ernie, everybody. We get this reaction shot of everyone just standing there with their jaws hanging open. And it's fucking great. There is an extra behind Aisha and Adam. And his face, it looks like he unhinged (laughs) his jaw 
in order to make himself look more surprised. He drops it his is... jaw so hard it pulls the rest of his head down. <laughs> yeah, it is. And everyone is so fucking shocked. Also, Adam actually gives like a reasonable level of shocked face. Like, yeah, Adam. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, Adam's but not like. Yeah, Adam's isn't yeah. mugging for the camera. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a great, like, the entire. It's so. We've talked about this before, but like the way that the show portrays Bulk and Skull doesn't match how they actually act. And this is one of those things because like the whole fucking party stops dead so that everyone can be like, you may as well have just said like, I'm the JFK assassinator. Like d- assassin is usually the word they use for Assassinationator. that. Assassinationator. <laughs> um, it's just they're, they're, everyone's so completely, <laughs> completely shocked. Bill, I just saw Billy and Kimberly's faces also. Jesus Christ. Can we can we get a pan as the image somehow? I mean, we could, be, we could do a GIF. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to do that because it's so crazy. I, uh, think, and- I think I want the shot to be the moment after Bulk forcibly closes Skull's jaw and gets right up in his face. <laughs> that is it well, actually, very like, I good. I have it paused right now. It's at like 849 <laughs> in the Netflix. It looks <laughs> vaguely sensual. Vaguely? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he, so they cut back and Skull's mouth is also open. So Bulk like closes his mouth and then <laughs> puts his face touching Skull's face and just goes, Uniforms, Skull. <laughs> and it's the creepiest, like, <laughs> it's just so creepy. Also, also, I have a slight complaint with Skull's earlier question of where are we going to get uniforms? Because we know he has a chest full of costumes. That's true. And, and have they ever dressed up as cops before? That seems like a thing they would do. Well, not as cops specifically, but like Civil War soldiers. I guarantee sure. you he has a cop outfit or two in there because it was the only way he could think of to get handcuffs. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that, so, so that's I, that. I do want to say a quick aside here. Uh, I did go ahead and watch the whole four. Whole the the I did go ahead and watch the whole four parter. It's really good. It is. Very I think good. it. I think it might be the best this show has been so far. Like I think it might actually be better than Green with Evil. Well, all four parts whole- like have stuff happen. See so that yes. alone makes it better than pretty much yeah. any other multi-part episode we've seen. Yeah. yeah. And also, this whole Bulk and Skull thing, like, of them going to the police academy and, and, like, doing what is essentially basic training and all this stuff, like, it's fucking great. It's a lot of wonderful physical comedy from uh, Jason Every and Paul Schreier. It's, it's amazing. So that's, so that's on the one hand. On the one hand, this four-parter is great, and Bulk and Skull are hilarious in it. On the other hand, uh-huh. I can't believe this show turned the best characters into fucking cops. <laughs> not only did not only are they, are they going to be cops, but also like their driving force is girls, which like no, come on, come on. I mean, nah. I mean, no. I feel like I feel like I actually mentioned this before, but as for all the um for all that the show tries to portray Balkan Skull as bullies, they get bullied as much as they cause any trouble, so they are marginalized. High school oh, kids. Oh, they want to be cops so they can have power. Right. Yeah. yeah it's okay. the most realistic, yep. like, are yep. possible because they 
not only do they want to become cops, they're horribly underqualified to actually like serve and protect the public, and they become cops very easily. Yeah. Fortunately, they actually want to be good I mean, cops, <laughs> which is nice. Well, yeah, it, like, listen, if we're operating, like, under, like, this is a children's show dream logic, and it's like a fantasy world where police are good, like, <laughs> this, like, within that context, this is actually a pretty satisfying next step for Bulk and Skull's sort of yeah, arc. Yeah, for their character arc, this works totally it's fine. A, it's a good yeah. way, it's a, yeah, it's a good way to take them from being, like, you know, the bully archetype into something a little more wholesome. Because their reason is selfish, but, like, at some point, they actually just want to be good Good cops. They end up doing the right is, thing for the wrong yeah. reason, and then it becomes the right reason. It's nice. I, I think it's a good way to take their characters. Um, so uh, we cut up to the moon, and uh, um, I've forgotten his name. Finster. Finster has made four monsters. That should just about do. Excuse me, Lord Zen. The monsters are completed. Excellent, Finster. You do have your moments. Bring them to me. Yes, Your Grace. Come out, everyone. I have recreated all of my most horrible monsters. Their new powers are astounding. They better be astounding. Now shut them up and let's get on with it. Yes, Lord Zen. I'll send them on their way. You, go on. You? <laughs> I'm going to turn those Power Rangers into toe-jab tacos. Go get them, Rito. <laughs> One of them is like Boom Shakalaka for some reason. It's the flea guy who sucked, who like uh, made them itchy. Uh, who else is there? Let's see. We've got, I think that's like the one that uses the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. The li- Lizinator. Uh, there's, uh, the octopus guy. Yeah. The octopus elephant. The, which, yep. yeah. And then the and other guy's just a big old beetle. I don't remember the beetle. Yeah. Uh, let's just call him so. big old beetle. Cause that's fun to say. Um, but also <laughs> yeah. Rito is I think currently. The, I think the beetle was the guy who was like made from a drawing. Yes. Yep. You're right. I think that, yeah, I think, I think, I think. Of the monsters we're looking at, I think that's the only one that was actually a Zed monster. Yeah. but Well, uh, well so that's weird because – I'm sorry. I will – hold on just a second, Joel. Because he's – it's these are supposed to be uh, Finster's monsters. Like he says, I'm reusing the molds. But if that one is not a Zed monster, I mean, that is Zed uh, could have uh, Zed could have stolen that design from Finster. We all know. <laughs> actually, sure. hold on. Was the, flea, was the flea a Zed monster? I don't remember. I don't remember. Go ahead, Joel. Sorry, I um, didn't mean to interrupt. While you. all this is happening, Rito is doing sit-ups in the background. Yes. Yeah. So it's, he's still. So, work- I just love that he's just kind of hanging around, working out while Zed and Rito are trying to do business. Yeah. So he's like, Rito's like, okay, I'm going to turn those Power Rangers into Toe Jam Tacos, which is great, gross. Uh, and like, I want to point, I want to call attention to Zed's body language in this scene. Because everyone else is like cheering, and uh, Rita's like, "Go get him, Rito!" and 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 uh, you know, um, Squat and Babu are like cheering, and Zed is just kind of like staring at him. <laughs> and then Rito like runs out of the room and like jumps into the doorway, and then he's like, "I'm a little twisted around here. Which way do I go?" Out, out, out! Get your miserable sniveling behind out of here! Ah, right, I'm going. Uh, maybe the big lizard goes away. 
I do like <laughs> that Rito goes through doors the same way Mega Man does. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he turns around and is like, where am I going? And Rita's like, get out of here. Go on. And Zed's head just drops. <laughs> he's just like, uh. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. We, yeah, right now Zed is thinking we'd be better off if we sent Goldar. I can't believe I just thought that. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's, great. It's kind of great because, like, yeah, like, it, every, when he fucks up, Rita instantly turns on him because she's Rita. But, like, for a lot of this, Rita is, like, she's proud of her baby brother. Like, she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's Rito. I love you. Hey, welcome. Come come kill the Rangers for us. Zed fucking hates this guy. He hates him so much right out of the gate. And it's conveyed, like, fairly subtly for a big skinless man who doesn't have a mouth. Like, it's it's all body language. He does eventually just say, like, fuck you, but, yeah. It's body language, but it's clear enough that you can tell it was intentional. Like, this isn't us reading right. into things. Yeah. A lot of the Zed footage we got over the last season uh, was designed to be, you know, so they could reuse it over and over again. It was oh, a lot of this. There was so little Zed footage. Like, overall, there's very little, because they use the same thing over and over again. Now that they have to have all these characters together, it seems like they have to make a lot more of it. We'll, we'll see if it's they mostly Rita's it, but... presence that has kind of forced their hand. And oh, been like, yeah. listen, we got to have Zed actually like react differently to different situations now. And also because Rita's, you know, uh, her mouth moves. So you've got to have her like saying whatever you have her saying, instead of just being able to reuse the same footage for no matter what. I mean, they saying. could because we're kids are already used to Rita's vo- mouth, not matching her words. That's true. Although, although I think, I think we did uh, find out that like part of the reason for switching her over to like an actual actress on the American side was the fact that kids were starting to notice. Sure, but right. like she's still lip syncing anyways because it's still a different person doing the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, Rito takes his monsters down, and I, I really like Rito because they all go and hide behind trees yeah, except him. Is, okay, so first of all, I love that these giant bulky monsters are just gonna hide behind trees. Yeah, it's a loony. It's some Looney Tunes shit. Like the one, <laughs> the one that's the elephant octopus. Is like so not hidden behind this tiny little tree, and uh, and once they all hide, Rito is like sits down on the ground. Okay, no, before, and is, like, okay, so before that, when everyone starts to run and hide, Rito also tries to run and go hide, and he's like, "No, no fair! You guys are taking all the good hiding spots." And one of them points out, "Yeah, you're not supposed to hide, idiot! You're the decoy." And he's <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, yeah, "God, yeah. that's right!" And he starts like smacking his head, like, yeah. "I'm such a dummy." You guys are taking all the good spots, come on! You're the decoy, remember? We're the only ones that are supposed to hide! Oh yeah! What was I thinking? I'm the decoy! I'm the decoy! I'm the decoy! Sheesh! What a doofus! Well then, I guess I'll just kick back and relax. Ah, I love an ambush! <laughs> <laughs> okay! Now what? And then he sits down after they all hide and there's like twirling his sword, kind of, and he's like, okay, um... So I just Guess like I'll sit just here. Wait here. Yeah, because <laughs> they didn't really come up with a part where they lure the Power Rangers. <laughs> they were just like, you go down there and to stand be fair, around. usually they don't have to because Zordon and Alpha just see, oh hey, there's a monster down here. Rangers get take care of it. Well, that's exactly what happens, right? But- because Zordon is like, hey, there's trouble. Or uh, um, sorry, go ahead. The thing that I love about this plan though is. 
Zed and Rita don't know that the um, sensors are down in the command center. Like, normally Zordon just has kind of omnipotent sight and can see whatever. So, like, he'd see five monsters teleport down and then hide behind trees. How is that an ambush? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're incredibly lucky that he didn't have that. Not that it really mattered, but, like, this plan only worked because Zordon conveniently didn't have his tools at his disposal. Yeah. So we uh we cut down to um uh oh yeah so Zordon's like okay we've got to get the Rangers so we cut to the cafe yeah so this is this is still kind of the Jim and Juice Bar but it's a different set so yeah okay so here's what I'm wondering are we gonna stop going to the Jim and Juice Bar set like is this just the new Juice Bar set like maybe the building they did the Jim and Juice Bar stuff in assuming it was an actual building like they couldn't use it anymore. I don't know for sure. I know that eventually they stopped go like even within the the Zordon era they stopped going because I I don't know if he had died then or if he just quit. I I am not sure. Um but uh the they do stop going, but I don't know if that's the case yet. I'm not sure. Um yeah, cuz like it's at some point it, it it's maybe it just stops being a gym and it's just like, you know what? It's just, it's just easier if this is just a restaurant guys. Yeah. It's just well, easier that way. So Rocky is like, I, Hey everybody, I can't believe Balkan scholar joining the police force. And everyone just kind of like nods and that's it. That's like all that we get. Yeah. Well, I mean like Aisha's like, well, I guess we got to give him some credit. Maybe they're finally growing as people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, so then they get contacted. Uh, Kimberly was like, they kind of all lean over and Kimberly is like, hey, what's up? Uh, Tommy's not here still. And they're like, no, it's fine. We've got, we all have him come meet you, but you got to go fight these monsters. So they leave. Um, yeah. And we cut to the forest and like Tommy's just there now. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's just had a scheduling conflict. Who knows? Yeah, so. probably. I do want to make a point. Um, Starting in this shot right here is where I first started noticing it, but it's a thing throughout this four-parter. We get a lot of new music, and most of it is actually really good. Okay, I didn't notice. Is it? It's not a uh, lyric, though. No, this it's is not- like I mean, we'll get some good lyric songs later, oh, especially God, yes. especially uh, yeah, toward I the end. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. uh, this this is just some new, like just incidental music, and I think it's pretty good. So um, let's take a quick break before we, we get into to what happens next. Bananas in pajamas, I chasing teddy bears. Cause I do stay safe, I'll try to catch them on the uh, Hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle. Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out, realization, experiences with HRT, thoughts on surgery, romance, and family. You can find us at TM Radiocast on Twitter, and you can send in questions to transmissionquestions at gmail.com and transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com. Join us three on what it's all about being trans in your mid-twenties through our own frankly weird and wonderful experiences all right so uh it's about to be a fight scene Woo! so 
the rangers come into this clearing, but they don't see anything. And then Rito, like, front flips out of nowhere behind them. I don't see anything. This is really odd. Everyone stay alert. <laughs> so, the power dweebs! Nice to meet you. Is it a different place than where they showed Rito and them hiding? I don't think it's the same location. It's, I mean, whatever. It's hard to tell. It's a yeah. grove of trees. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and, I, the, and the exact makeup of the park is nebulous and impossible to, <laughs> like, pin down. Is it, a grove yeah. of, is it a grove of angel oaks? An angel grove? I, that's probably what that refers to, right? And not just, like, a bunch of angels? I mean, yeah, I mean, that would make, <laughs> it would make sense and also explain why, like, so much stuff is shot in a park. Like, yeah. I just never really thought of that before. Anyway, like, uh, yeah, okay, it makes sense. I have why to it, imagine Angel is just an allusion to Los Angeles. Like, it, yeah, I, you're probably right. I can't imagine it's more than that. But so the Rangers do this big elaborate thing where they pull their morphers out, basically emulating the thing they did in the movie. I think they've done this like once or twice in the show, and they start doing so, it more. Um, I I'm glad they're doing this because the morphers are kind of cool, and like they do this whole thing where like they like. Um, separate when you activate them. Yeah, and we like never really get to see that before. It's much more. Um, se- it's very Sentai. Like they do basically a a like thing with their arms, a an activation dance, if you will. Uh, and it's good. It's fun. I, I like you know later on the morphers become more complicated. Um, and I always like that. I love the original morphers, but I like when they actually do a little bit more. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They take it a little too far within space. So they have to type in a code to morph. I always wanted to know what the other buttons do. If I wanted to see a scene where somebody accidentally typed in the wrong code and like something <laughs> else happened. Yeah. So anyway, um, they morph uh, and they, you know, they do their flippies in uh, from the morphing and Rito's like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. I can also do cool things. But then we, but then we cut up to the moon where Zed and Rita have also been practicing their moves. By the power and force of lightning, make our monster grow! I love this. Yeah, I love this so it's, much. It's really good. Fucking Zed and Rita take their staves and fucking form an X, and they shout, "By the power of force and lightning, make our monster grow!" Yeah, and it's cool. And like this red and white lightning just like arcs off of the the, the X there and shoots to the ground, and Rito grows, and it's fucking sweet. Because they both get to make it happen instead of one or the other, and I like it. Makes well, me and happy. also I really like that they don't have to throw something down to earth anymore. Just bam, we're gonna make it grow. It's just like fucking yeah, magic. I mean, listen, I loved the whole Rita throwing her staff make my monster grow thing. The grenade was kind of dumb though. The grenade was way lamer. I was never that into the grenades, yeah. I mean, maybe I was. Some listener will probably go back to when we first covered the beginning of season two and, like, <laughs> dig out a clip of me saying, yeah, the grenade thing's cool, but, like, no, it's it's kind of not. No, I think we I think we kind of all agreed that the grenade was nowhere near as cool as, like, the earth fucking crumbling under Rita's staff. So they summon their zords, um, and this is, uh, 
this is a a new Zord fight. It's new Zord footage, just like um we had last time, which is awesome. Uh, it's really yeah. cool that we're getting new Zord footage, and I'm glad that we'll have that for a long time. <laughs> I mean, we will technically have new Zord footage a lot in the coming future. It just won't be original American Zord footage. Sure. I it I would love to know Okay, spoiler alert. These the Zords die this episode. Boy love, do they. I would love to know what the lot like I get that they will needed new Zords for toys eventually, but like Hey guys, we got the suits in the mail. Oh man, I just read the script. We'll have (laughs) the logic is we will have a new toys to sell and b so much more footage to work with if we move on to the next season of the Santa. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing you have to realize, Zach, is like we've been getting reskins of old monsters for a while because those are the only suits they have. They don't want to make monster suits every week. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's why they finally swapped out the putties. It's like we just. We need we need to go back to relying on the footage from the Japanese show more. We can't keep doing this. I saw something on Ranger Wiki earlier that um, when I was looking at Rito and then I checked with Goldar and apparently both Rito and Goldar were meant to get purified in the, the Z wave at the end of season six. But the costumes were just like too damaged. I wonder, like. I'm really curious what these things were made of because we've had several instances where it was like we couldn't use that because the the costumes just fucked. So here's the like, thing: Do you think they took super good care of them and kept them in a nice? No, like, they probably just threw them in a box. Like, right. yeah. yeah, exactly. It's probably I, mostly just cloth and felt. Like, yeah, it, it's stuffing. a bummer, and and I get it. Like, because I would imagine these were at least a little expensive that they weren't going to reap replicate them for you know one shot i understand it's just like eh, damn it it was too early for them to like just cgi them in so right so so he gets big they summon the zords we both got both the thunder megazord and the uh the tiger megazord um so it, it, it's a 2v1 v situation for a little bit and it's kind of fun rito kicks both the zords a bit and then, so Rito, yeah, Rito. For some reason, neither Zord pulls out their sword to fight with Rito. Like they're just who has a sword. His, yeah, right, they're just blocking his sword with like their arms, which doesn't seem yeah. like the best strategy. I will say though, his sword is a, a stick. Like it's not sharp because it's a bone. So it doesn't seem like the best sword. In fairness, <laughs> it's a bone sword. <laughs> That's true. It is a '90s video game title. You're not wrong, but so. But in any case, uh, Goldar like fights with Rita to get to use the uh, repulsoscope for a bit. Yeah, this is a good scene. Uh, yeah. And then like Rita and Zed are like, "Okay, time for the ambush," and they make the X again, and they grow the other four monsters. I really like the scene of Goldar trying to use the repulsoscope because you can tell the guy in the suit doesn't actually know quite where the eye lines up. I think he's trying to position it. I wonder where the eye is on the mask, because it probably, I mean, it can't be where the eye is. I, I'm curious. It's, like, it's just really great, because you can very clearly see he's trying to guess at it. Yeah. Um. So, like, he might be acting blind. Yeah. I, I, he'd almost have to be looking at that mask. Like, I don't see any place where there could have been holes, unless part of it's translucent and they just cover it up really well. Yeah. I actually saw some pictures the other day of, like, what the view is like through uh, like common writer suits uh, for good. the suit actors, like yeah, they they're like tiny little like slits of light, like yeah. it is, 
like they're base they're basically doing these six stunts without really being able to see. It's kind of <laughs> nuts. So uh, all these other um, robots come up. And they're, or I'm sorry, not robots, monsters, and they're beating the crap out of the Thunder Megazord. They knock it down. I like that for the second, I like for their second big growth, they don't bother with the whole speech. They just shout, grow monsters, grow. Yeah. Uh, so what, the beetle monster literally just kicks the Thunder Megazord on the ground. Like, it's pretty brutal. And then fucking Rito makes a Hannibal joke. Like, he references... Um, Oh god, what's that show with uh with Mr. T? Yeah, he references A Team. He's like, I love it when a plan comes together, and I wish he had I wish he had a skeleton cigar, is basically what I'm saying. Um so yeah, then Would that he, just be a finger bone? It, yeah. Yeah. No, it would be another skull, because he's got like twelve thousand faces. Finger boning is something else. <laughs> a oh man, a like bone cigar with a skull face on the end of it <laughs> oh wait what are we saying Rito Rito absolutely vapes I was gonna say is there like a really like super goth vape rig out there somewhere oh, that's ab- like it's a skeleton yes I mean, the answer to that, that of question there is, is yes I bet you I, hold on one second nightmare before Christmas vape rig <laughs> yup <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't yes. hard. <laughs> Fucking sweet. So yeah, I mean, the, the that that Rito uses his. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to close this because this is a reptar rape. Uh, hold on, a re- oh, reptar a reptar vape rig, and I want one. Um. So yeah, uh, Rito uses his su- super sword. It glows. Uh, with lightning. Yeah, like he summons lightning into his sword. It's fucking awesome. And he hits it with, he hits the, the tiger sword with it. Um, Alpha is... Rito's sword breaks, but it, it just kind of, he has it again in the next shot. Yeah. And I wonder if like, I wonder if like putting his sword back together is an actual power he has, or if that's just weird cutting from Sentai. I mean, yeah. it's, we've definitely seen stuff with skeletons before where they can reassemble, so I wouldn't be surprised if like the bones just kind of like stop motion animate themselves back into place. I mean, that's yeah. definitely something this guy does, like, at least at the end of this four-parter, and probably more throughout the course of the show, is that when Rito, you know, f- fucking spoiler warning, when Rito gets defeated uh, in, you know, Zord fights, he straight up explodes like any other monster would, but he doesn't actually die. He, like, reforms and then, like, into, like, a cloud of smoke and then runs away. So he, does, yeah. he doesn't have to do the Goldar thing of, like, preemptively running away before he dies. <laughs> so... Alpha is, like, trying to get the power accelerator to have more power acceleration. He says, well, he says that the Megazord is leaking power like a spaghetti strainer. Yeah, and he's got to siphon some juice back into it. Yeah, like, this this shit's getting unstable. I'm really mad at whoever taught Alpha about colloquialisms. (laughs) Zordon's like, be careful, (laughs) because if you, you know, put too much, you'll fuck it up. The flux of power could ultimately strip you of your ranger powers. Oh, that's a risk we'll just have to take. Let's see here. Oh, oh no! It's out of control! Zordon! Alpha, you must find a way to stabilize the accelerator. I'm trying, but nothing's working! The swords are gonna blow up! So this is something that's actually been kind of established throughout the course of the show, is that, like, except when it's the, the fucking uh, sunlight 
for for like one time. Uh, the the Zords get their power like remotely from the command center. Yeah, and that's true. So if the true. Zords get hurt too much, the command center starts fucking exploding, and like that seems like poor design. See, no, I really yeah. like the idea that originally the Zord was solar powered, and then like they finally realized the huge flaw in that plan. So like, okay, well we'll just wire it back to the command center, so that it always has a source of power. And now they're starting to realize the flaw in that plan. Right. So eventually, uh, the 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 tiger Megazord shoots its like chest fireball, and Rito like hits it back into him. Yeah, like Rito's been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda and has the sword timing for reflecting like yeah. energy balls back at something. Then Rito just uses another super move on the Thunder Megazord, and they're both on fire, which seems bad. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, and like everything's exploding at the command center. Alpha's freaking the fuck out. We cut to the moon, and everyone is in a fucking conga line. We're winning! We're winning! The Power Rangers are about to go down in the agony of defeat! <laughs> Finally! The destruction of the Power Rangers! <laughs> yeah. They're so happy that the Rangers are about to be defeated finally. It's pretty great. I'm. Just like Rita, especially like has her skirt, her dress hiked up and everything, and it's really awesome. It's just very cute. Like I love that Zed is finally getting into it. Like he's dancing up a storm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean that there's not. It's not really a fight. Like they just get completely it's more of a curb stomp, Really. Yeah. Like Rita especially just does like eight moves in a row. Like I eyeball lightning and a bunch of other stuff and. Um, they, we see the, the I actually, actually, I love, I kind of love this because the monsters are all like ganging up on it and like blasting it and doing a really good job. And the Rito steps in and is like, do I have to do everything around here? Like you guys aren't killing these things hard enough or fast enough. Right. Yeah. So they, they get knocked out of the Megazords and they demorph like it's straight up. Right. Alpha, they, Alpha straight up, uh, warns them that if they keep going, they could lose their powers. And then Tommy says, that's just a risk we have to take. And I'm just thinking, no, it's not. No, you can can retreat. You have done it before. Yeah. So, and then we just see the Megazords. I mean, they blow up. No, they they do not just blow up. uh, If anyone hasn't is listening to us and hasn't watched the episode yet and are very sensitive to like robot gore. Do not watch this scene, it, because it, it is... Like, Julie, did not watch this episode. Yeah, the head of the tiger Megazord falls off. It's got wires coming out of its chest. Yeah, like there the, are a lot of scenes of robots slowly falling to pieces, and it... I, I don't like it. With a bunch of wires hanging like, out Yeah, there's explosions. And... We, see, we see the rangers on the ground reacting to it. Kimberly screams, no! And, like, Billy has to hold her back. Which, yeah. I mean, I would have done the same. The Thunder Megazord especially is, like, just fucked. Like, it is in pieces. God, this wire's coming out. It's like they've been disemboweled. It's fucking gruesome. Also, it's very, very obvious that the Rangers are watching this on a giant projector screen. Well, sure. (laughs) Like, they do a terrible job with the green screen effect in this episode. Yeah. And, And guess what? That's the end of the episode. Upbeat upbeat way I mean, to end the episode <laughs> to be fair it's not the first time they have uh, ended the uh, ended an episode with a traumatic like long shot of the zords being tortured and destroyed i mean it's a legitimate cliffhanger which they usually can't be bothered to do yeah and then uh at the end like 
they play the dancing scene again, but it's extended and they've added different dialogue to it's it. It's a different take. <laughs> What seems to be the pattern since they stopped doing the the PSA with uh, with JDF and the karate lessons is that the end credit scene for the last for the last two episodes and I I guess on into the future is just some outtake or alternate take of some scene in the episode. Zed's dancing is so good, like it's really so silly. I love it so much. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I do I do want to say one of the things that uh, really helps this four parter and Joel mentioned it earlier is that there's no. There's not really any, like, filler episodes. There's no, like, oh, it's part two, so we're just fucking wasting time with our thumbs up our asses kind of situation. It's it's very neatly delineated. Like, part one is we set the stakes. The Zords are destroyed. We've lost our powers. Everything's fucked. Uh, part two is they go on their quest to get the new power, and that quest takes up the whole episode, uh, excepting the Bulk and Skull business. And, like, that might sound like they're wasting their time, but, like, no, they, they go through the desert, they run into challenges, stuff happens. Well, they also fight, they fight the Tengas for the first time, and also there's, like, puzzles. Yeah. yeah they're dumb. We'll talk so about that. So, I know them. we aren't, I know we aren't covering it, because it's not, like, actually part of the Power Rangers canon, but the movie also devotes a lot of time to the, uh, to the, like, quest part of yes. it. Yeah. Works, it works a lot better here, partly because it's shorter. Yeah. Um, but, like... Like so, so part one is we like we lose our shit. Part two is we go on a quest to get it back. Part three, we meet Ninja. We convince him of you know the cause, and we get our new powers, and we explain the new powers, and we set up you know sort of the part four to be the big finale where we get the you know, you know the new Zords come back and we win the day and all yeah. that stuff. And it's it is very like neatly divided like that. There's there is you know I mean there's some reused footage. There is some padding. Of course, it's Power Rangers, but. For for as far as power just goes, there's very little like there's very little cruff. There's there's right, nothing's yeah. really they wasted. Actually, instead of just writing a kind of a long episode and then finding a way to split it into multiple parts, they actually wrote four episodes worth of stuff and like wrote it into acts, which is the yeah. smart way yeah. to do a multi part episode. Also, uh, quick quick note that uh, the. Um, I can't oh, wait to. I cannot wait to talk about Ninjor, Basically, yeah, Ninjor just, is yeah. fucking great. <laughs> um, I did want to say also to the the whole thing of like a, a lot of really good sort of new music. The music that plays with the Zords are dramatically dying is also really good. I'll have to kind listen of surprisingly, to after this. like yeah. Ron Wasserman's working overtime in this season. So so yeah, that's the episode. Um, it's a good. It's a good part one. I'm excited to. to I, I'm curious how much of this being good is the fact that it's almost 50% Moon Crew. Oh, a lot of it. I mean, the Power Rangers don't do much in this episode. Like They kind of reverse the normal episode dynamic where normally there's shit happening on Earth and they'll occasionally cut up to the moon to see what's going on. Here it was mostly shit going on on the moon and they'd occasionally cut back to Earth to show us volleyballs still happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it, it works, though, I think. So I, I mean, know. it's the part of the show that we all like the best. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. So yeah, that's the episode. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the other ones. It's going to be good. So um, let's do some questions. Uh, 
I've got questions. Uh, you can. <laughs> I've got questions. The end. No, you can send me <laughs> questions at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude at, um, is the Facebook group, and Teens with Tude at gmail.com is our email address. Um, so I've got some questions uh, from the. The Gmail account, which I check once every month or whatever. So here Zach, we go. I've got, Zach, I've got a question. Uh huh. Do you have questions? I have quite. I have them. Okay. Cool. Yes. Good. I wasn't sure if that had been established yet. Is the thing. I'm a, listen. Wait, I'm a little have? loopy. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, we have a question from Thon. Uh, I think T H A N H. I'm sorry if I say that wrong. Uh, throughout the years, Power Rangers has had multiple teams that were based around the same theme. For example, uh, three dinosaur ones and multiple ninja ones. Um, which previous theme would you like a future team to revisit? Uh, there's a there's also a bunch of animal ones, but they're usually like kind of uh, they're not really um, they're not really like done as well in terms of. Um, uh, uh, theming. It's just like ninjas, the ninja ones use animals for some reason. It's not, and then there's another one where it's like these are, uh, these are animals, but it's tied to a different theme. So I don't know if that counts all, um, for like a, a consistent theme. But so you, it, you want like animals to be the, the focus. Um, wasn't the, wasn't the theme of the Sentai Lost Galaxy was based on really focused on like nature and animals. And- yeah, and and I like that. And and they have one that they could do that with, which is uh, Joger. Is that how Joger? Joger. But I don't know if they're going to. I still need to go back and finish Joger. I watched like the like I think like two thirds of it, and like what I did see is it's very good. It is a very good show. Yamato is a an extremely good Red Ranger. Uh, and that the, the one is very is focused on on animal stuff. And yeah, I, like I've, I would love to see like a conservation focused like well, Power Rangers. So that's the thing is there was one and it was it I like it, but the the big the overall consensus is that it's terrible, which is Wild Force. Most people really don't like Wild Force. Um, so I think it'd be cool if they give it another shot. Um, I don't know if they're going to do Joger though, because uh, I mean they deliberately skipped it to get to uh, whatever they're doing after. Wait, is- uh, I think I think like the current season they were wor- they were working with Saban to make sure that it would like function to turn into Power Rangers. Oh, okay, yeah, I I, I did not know that. The, that's the thing is like because of how nin- the Power Rangers on Nickelodeon stuff has worked. They they are essentially only adapting every other Sentai now. I mean, in fairness, that gives them more leeway to skip the ones that don't seem like they would fit super well, or at least skip more of them. Yeah, but that's that's I get it, but also that means that they can stick with the safe ones like Ninja Seasons and not try to make a train Power Rangers. Uh, God, I, I, like, I still need to watch Tokuger. Like, yeah, which I would love them to try to do some of the ones that aren't as obvious of fits. So I, I, I really want to see Tokuger. It seems to be really good. I can also really imagine Saban fucking that up super bad. Sure. Yeah, totally. But, you know, I don't know. I, I wish they would do uh, Geoger. I don't know if they will. Maybe they'll have elements. Um but but animal, I guess, would be the one that I would like to see again. I don't know, Joel, if you have one or um, I uh, kind of want to see them like have another take on like the in space stuff. Like, okay, 
an yeah. entire like galactic threat that they have to deal with, and like they spend a bunch of time on a spaceship. That'd be cool. As, well, assuming assuming that they stick vaguely to the That's next true. one that they're doing, like you're gonna get a space one. They're all based on like constellations and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly the kind of thing I want. So there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, um, for my answer, um, I hmm. I don't know if there's really a theme that they've done multiple times that I really want to see more of. Well, it doesn't have to be a theme they've done multiple times. Actually, you know what? No, no. Here's the thing. I want another turbo. Do cars again. You just want them to try it again and maybe do it better? Just a car themed? Here. Yeah, sure. The thing that's weird about the car ones is like that I didn't realize until I actually just watched some turbo recently, like out of curiosity. Actually, I just realized that's probably what RPM was really. It's just cars again. Well, RPM is not the thing. Is their Zords aren't cars? They're just vehicles. Like the the Car Ranger slash Turbo Ranger. The thing that's weird about that is that they are cars that then grow into Zord sized cars before they turn into Zords, which is like it's a weird concept. But I would be interested to see them have like just be like tooling around in their Zords. Uh, but better. <laughs> That's the only problem. So yeah, sure, give it another shot. I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, I, I I would be interested in them trying that again. Uh, so let's see. Let's move on. Um, I got another question. Oh, I got. Uh, where to go? Damn it. Zach, I thought you had questions. I do have questions. Oh, here it is. So Luke, whenever he says like, hey, I have a uh, you can send us any question, including, uh, you know, not about Power Rangers. The example he always uses is uses is about clogged pipes. I have two plumbing questions. Excellent. Lay them on us. Plumbing wisdom. So Daniel says, I live in an apartment with two other roommates. One of them is an okay guy, but the other one only uses wet wipes in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> this no. Is, this oh, is God. led to a severe clock. So severe, in fact, that a plunger or plumbing snake would not resolve it. And we had to call in a plumber. I want you to understand this bathroom has been clogged for two weeks by the time the plumber came to do his oh, dark Oh, my work. God. The smell which emerged from the bathroom, once unclogged, could only be described as stable-like. It's not just that it was bad, it wasn't human Uh anymore. (laughs) Zed, your shitter's full! This was something feral, raw, and wild, which had been unleashed, and we had to go about cleaning the resulting mess. Um, Bleach and intense scrubbing have failed us. We've considered resorting to hydrochloric acid, but we're afraid it'll eat through the ceramics. Uh, how do I get the smell out of this haunted-ass toilet? I have no fucking idea, dude. Thanks you for the question. And, okay. <laughs> you and the roommate who don't use wet wipes fucking move out and you leave this asshole to his devices. <laughs> I think Look. I have to agree with Mike on this one. That is... I remember hearing this once and being like, oh, I bet that would, like, work better, and then going, oh, but toilet paper is explicitly designed to disintegrate in the toilet, 
So yep. like, yeah. So you, you also do not do substitute Kleenex because Kleenex does not break apart; it just kind of clings. It's like putting it's like putting food down a a, a, a sink that doesn't have a disposal. You just you yep. can't do it. So I I'm trying to think Honestly, of like. Honestly, like, I think the best bet you have is, like, I don't think you can attack it from the source, like, not, like, not without replacing the pipes. Um, yeah, because if you bleached it and it still smells, like, dude, I don't know. Like, that's... Yeah, no, your best bet is getting a lot of, like, scent absorption stuff in the bathroom and just giving it time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, like, maybe if you yeah, can. Yeah, get some fucking 2,000 flushes and just... Yeah, They're just gonna have to put up with it for a while. And uh, I would leave if there's a window in the bathroom, just leave it open, dude. Or like, like, yeah, pff- just like if you can afford to run the vent. Crack it. Yeah. I, I oof, that's rough. Light a fucking candle. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like ultimately, really yeah, I'm just oh, so so <laughs> sorry that this happened I, to you. Like that you live with a fucking animal. I I found out fairly recently that there's this, it's not like common. But there are people who put their food in the toilet, like unused what? E- unused food, or like if they after they clean their plate, they put it in the toilet because they don't have a disposal, and they're like, it's gone, it's magic. No, you throw it in the fucking garbage or on a compost heap. I know, goddamn it, idiots. It is like I I found this out, and I was like, well, surely only one person, uh, the only this person does that. There's right. no way anyone else does. And googled it and found like. More people than I was comfortable with so saying. People that. watched a sitcom where everyone tried to hide the terrible <laughs> yeah. food in the toilet, yeah. and for some reason thought that that was an example of a normal thing people can do. Uh, teenagers with attitude would like to take this time to say that there's only one thing that should go in the toilet. Well, well two th- things. Okay, three. Yeah, poop and pee, and toilet paper. Don't put anything else in there. Okay, listen. We all well, learned. Bugs. We all learned when we were little kids from Plucky Duck that you don't just put like boats in the toilet, toy boats, because it ruins or, it. Or and real I, boats, like any kind or, of boat. Also, I mean, yeah, don't put a real boat in your toilet either. <laughs> so there you go. That's one. This one is less horrifying. Um, Trevor asks, says, "I have a plumbing-related question. My shower tends to leak water all over my bathroom tile floor." It's one of those one-person shower dealies, and it won't stop leaking uh, water every time I take a shower. What is a solution that doesn't involve putting a tile on the floor? Uh, I mean, you need – if you're in an apartment, you need your guy to come out and regrout the, the shower. Right. Like, so I was going to say I'd, I'd have a follow-up question there, which is uh, you said it's every time you take a shower. So that would imply that it's not the pipes leaking, but rather the, the seal between yeah. the, you know, the shower area and the rest of your floor. Yeah, um, if you're if you have a landlord, get them to fix it. Uh, and if you don't, I mean, I don't. There's know there's how two, much that costs. if you gotta fix it yourself, just just call it. Well, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, just look up how to like do grouting and like bathroom seals. It's not honestly that difficult. Um, I'm sure there's some very good YouTube tutorials out there, and it's not super expensive either. You can just go to a hardware store, pick up the stuff you need. Because it sounds like it's. It it ha- kind of has to be well. So even if it isn't that, then it's not going to hurt your your. It's not going to hurt anything if you just regrout the seal between the the um the tub or the shower and the uh, and the floor. So give it a shot. It'll it'll probably help at least. So right. and if the water and if there is an issue with water coming out somewhere where it's really not supposed to be, um, I, again that's really gonna 
it's really going to depend on where the actual source of the water is. Um, most commonly, plumbing leaks happen at a like a junction between two pieces of pipe or like between the shower head mounts and the pipe. Um, in which case, sometimes just taking that off and just getting some sort of a like they make this plastic seal that goes around the um, teeth um, that kind of helps fill in the gap between the teeth and the piece that you're screwing into it. Um, that can help. Um, otherwise, you might just need to replace a piece of pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. actually, just because I want to cover every potential base, because like I don't want to assume the person who wrote it is an idiot, but I don't want to make any assumptions about what they do know either. Uh, listen, I don't know if this is like if you said a single person shower, I don't know if that means that it's like one with a door, or if it's one that needs like a curtain. If it's got a curtain, uh, it you know maybe you should put the curtain inside the tub. <laughs> or, yeah. or here's the here's the thing: if if you have neither a door nor a curtain, you need to get a curtain. My dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, that is actually that is actually a point, something I didn't realize when I first started living on my own, is that the um the way shower curtain setups work is you usually have a inner piece and an outer piece. And like if you don't have that inner piece, you're gonna get a lot of leakage. Yeah, yeah. Avoiding leakage is the key to inner peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plumbing wisdom. That that's our new uh, um, uh, shower based podcast. I guess it could just be a se- it could just be a segment on TWA. Come on, we don't need a whole podcast for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's we fair. don't. I don't want to make a new fanfare for this horseshit. Just play the home <laughs> improvement thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun. That what a, I we should like. I I don't have one. No, off no. The top we need the tool head. time theme. Ba da 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 da. Okay, is that the tool time theme? Why do you know that? You'll keep keep saving work for Eric. (laughs) Um, I I think um, we should, in the future, we should try to, like, come up with a a theme for, like, if you want to write us a question but don't have any Power Rangers questions – Think, ask us about blank this week. We should like, we should get that going. I can't think of anything this week though, so maybe. In the well, future. I mean, what's great is like if we think to do that like in audio form, we won't actually get responses for two weeks, and then answer them three weeks after we request. Also, them. we probably won't remember. Well, it's yeah. I was going <laughs> like, to say it's a great system because we'll forget we asked for those questions, and then by the time we get those <laughs> questions to answer, the question asker will have forgotten they asked it. Yeah, so it'll be a surprise to everybody. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Uh, just based on who our uh, our our silent fourth member of the podcast is right now, send us questions about cats. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Send, send, specifically, send us uh, questions about Zach's cats. <laughs> okay, that's weird. That got weird. Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> Chili is the fourth member of this recording here, and Ooh. and she needs to. She needs. We need. We demand answers oh. about Chili. Okay, fine. Send me questions about my cat. Uh, I, I, okay, so let's wrap this up because Simon, uh, who was too busy to be on the episode because he's Christmas shopping, just messaged us that Power Rangers are 40% off clearance at Toys R Us. So let's uh, finish this. So I, right, so yeah, actually, so we can all get down to Toys R Us and capitalize on this. I actually don't know that we have a Toys R Us. We may not. They did, they haven't been doing great. <laughs> so well, I, that and, might be why everything's on clearance. Yeah, so anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, let's see. 
Does anybody have anything uh, new they want to plug? That's not just the, I mean, the show. I mean, nothing new, but like, okay. Uh, you can find me at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. Uh, you can hear me on Going Pear Shaped. You can hear me on Home for Infinite Losers. Uh, that's that. Um, if oh. you want more, if you want more content with Zach, myself, and Chili, you should watch Joe Joel's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I, I've, I need, I have a bunch that I need to put up. I, I will. Um, oh, uh, a couple quick things. We're, I, I feel like I have been remiss. Thank you to Mitchell Dill for our theme song. Uh, I've said it before, but really, he should deserves credit every episode. Um, thank you so much for that. He's also written well, me until one. we until we do a movie version of this uh, podcast and replace him with more generic, <laughs> worse music. Uh, thank you for that. Oh I, shit! Should we have done that? No, when no, we no, no. Well, if we if oh. we ever get around to covering the movie, I think we should do it. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, one other thing. Um, I don't say this very much because, like, I I don't like asking for it, but. Uh, if you have been listening to us this far and have not written us an iTunes review, consider doing that. That would be really helpful for us. It makes a huge difference, um, the number of reviews you have on Yeah, on like iTunes. it's kind of a cliche, yeah. the whole rate, subscribe, review thing or whatever, but it really does help. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, stuff stuff we probably should be making the call for more often, you know, like uh, head to audioentropy.com, you know, s- uh, send us a donation. It'll help us, you know, offset costs for the site. Uh, and just spread the word about the show and the network. Like yeah. you know, word of mouth is uh, is is the best advertising there is. Tell your friends. Yep. Tell your enemies. Tell random strangers. <laughs> hey, hey, Power Rangers podcast. Oh God, get away! You from never me. know who's <laughs> out there who might be interested in that and has no other way of finding yeah. out. Yeah. Wander around downtown with a sign that says "The end is nigh" and scream about teenagers <laughs> yeah, just, with no, attitude. Yeah, just have a sign that says "The end is nigh" with the audio entropy link below it. It'll be great. Can it just be like the end is nigh, but and then on the back it just says audioentropy.com? Yes, absolutely. Like, wait. And when people go there, they're like, wait, hold on. This is At the very least, we'll get people who are curious. I think we've just accidentally invented our first t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Can I okay, that that's it. Can I really quickly say that like if you've never Googled uh, custom glass pipes for weed slash vaping slash smoking. There is some insane shit out there. This this dude just made the Terminator skulls. Like, why would you d- spend this much time? Oh yeah, time? no skull. I mean, yeah, skull p- skull shaped pipes and just like crazy like pop culture reference pipes have been a thing in smoking culture for ages. I didn't know this. This is not my culture. Could you take like fifty skull uh, vape rigs and make a Rito Revolto rig? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think at that point you just make Rito Revolto. I'm looking up Power Rangers vape rig. Okay, good, good. It does exist. Of I'm course. Glad. Okay, what's it the most exists. popular one? Uh, I mean, there's actually not a ton of them, uh, but I do see one that's got uh, it's. The red helmet, and then like the back of it is a peace sign for some reason. Who knows why? Because it's a vape rig, Zach. <laughs> okay, of course. So that's gonna be, that's gonna do it uh, for us this week. Um, Fourteen years with attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Joel. And I've been Mike. And may the power protect you always. I was really hoping Mike and I would go at the exact same time and just like fusion <laughs> dance this ending. <laughs> <laughs>
It has begun!